With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to your morning pick and roll live stream, everybody. It is play-in tournament round two. Exciting games today. Win and you're in the playoffs. Lose and you are not in the playoffs. So it should lead to some exciting action. We have two freaks, free picks for you guys to help you along with the enjoyment. But this is the board YouTube channel. We do live streams like this for plenty of the games all throughout the playoffs. And we're going to do as many as possible all the way through the first and the second round on the weekday. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. To keep up with all that. If you're enjoying along the way, hit that thumbs up button, rate and review five stars. And as always, follow us on Twitter at the board HQ so you can stay up to date with all the content we have on this channel. We have a Western Conference playoff preview coming a little bit later on today as well with myself, Pips, and a special guest. So as we always do, we're going to start off the stream with a recap of the previous stream's bets. It was a one-in-one day, however, plus 0.75 units. It was the big SGP that fails. Gary Trent, man. (laughs) It's tough looking at the screen here on BetStamp. We have all these wins on the same game parlay. And then Gary Trent, the over one and a half, he didn't hit any. Uh, He had five shots. Uh, They were all pretty open. Didn't hit them all. You can hear the frustration for me as a Raptors fan. But on the show, we're up to... Uh, 18.2 units, 6.8% ROI, 132 to 99 record because the other play did win. Pips, uh, your thoughts on these two plays? Anything you want to add on to what we saw here? Yeah, so... I, I mean, the read, was, the read was great, I got to say. Yeah, I, the read on the minutes wasn't great, and that's probably a bit on my side because McNair's bench players in playoffs... Should have expected him not playing that many minutes. Oh, well, hang on. I, I think the minutes were as a result of his poor play. If he had hit like one three earlier, I think he easily gets like 23 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, actually, I don't agree. He came back in the game with one minute left in the first quarter. So uh, at the best, if he played the entire second quarter, he will be up to 30 minutes. And that will be 26 minutes. And that's okay. That's what I expected, but mm-hmm. I didn't uh, like if he's coming uh, first time into the game after 11 minutes. Yeah, I don't think he was supposed to play over 20 minutes. So, for okay. fortunate bit. Uh, also, him get going back in last five minutes of the game. I don't think that was expected, but they needed some something on offense, and they they he tried to get Gary Trent Jr. back in. He he ended up playing 17 minutes and got five wide open threes. I expected him to play 25 plus minutes, and in, if he played eight more minutes, he will have like seven wide open threes, and the percentage for him to score two is like 80 plus percent. So I think that was a great great spot. Fortunate because everyone everything else quite easily go over so yeah 
but the main bet won, so we are good. Yeah, it was the the alt spread and the alt total that did win. So we're up uh, instead. Yeah, it almost was a two unit day, but instead it's a 0.75 unit day. Yeah, and, but uh, yeah, bo both very easy winners. Uh, point total got to the 200 uh, 214 with all the late drama. And yeah, uh, I was afraid at one moment about the alternative spread, but Nick Nurse made, yeah, made uh, sure this is a winner. So I was nervous and I was like, eh, it's the Raptors, it's the fourth quarter. So, I mean, they didn't even win the game, but worrying about the spread, they didn't even win the basketball game. So uh, let's not talk about the Raptors anymore. Let's talk about some official picks for today's show. And, uh, we are going to go back to an alternate spread for this one as well, to uh, because they they have been so successful this season. So uh, let's drive them in with the official picks here. Uh, just check them in, and we are all good. So first official play is in the Bulls and Heat game. I kind of teased everybody on Twitter. DeRozan and Hero are not included, so nobody has to fear about that one. The two mortal enemies of the show not here, but we do have Bam Adebayo, fifteen plus points. And we have the Bulls alternative spread at plus 10 and a half. Uh, if you caught our Eastern Conference playoff preview yesterday, which I encourage you to do on this channel uh, or on the, the podcast feed, uh, you can also see that we love the, the five and a half in the Bulls. So 10 and a half here is great. That's minus 120 odds at DraftKings. Uh, the second play is in the Thunder and Wolves game. Obviously, the second game here. Uh, error in the graphic. I'll fix in a second here. But it's Gobert on his return. 12 plus rebounds. Now we have Shea, Gildix, Alexander. Over 27 and a half points for minus 120 at FanDuel. Okay, so let's go to the Bulls and Heat first of all. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? And um, why do you like this play? So this is probably the most matchup thing uh, I ever like, had on the stream. It's entirely matchup because I didn't like the way Ben played against the Cubs. Hawks did a great job with limiting touches for, for Bam Adebayo, but his body language and his willingness to do whatever it takes wasn't there. Now the season on the line, I think we need to... It, he got all the critics. I don't think even he deserves so many critics, but he got all the critics and Butler was spared, even though Butler had worse game. Yeah. But it's the narrative about playoff Butler, so he doesn't get any bad words when he underperforms. But that was one of the worst Butler games ever. So couldn't make a layup. It was like just it was crazy. The looks the Miami he had at the rim and they couldn't score. Yeah, I had the similar same game parlay, and I missed on uh, Butler for one bucket. So oh, yeah. Wow. It was even higher. I think about 400 or something, 450 plus 450. So that's yeah, that's, that, that's things. Yeah, but let's go back to the Bema the bio. You can show the graphics. So that's the perfect bet for Bema the bio because he's very consistent, scoring 16 to 20 points the entire season. So over the course of season, when he's playing 30 plus minutes, and he will play 42 minutes tonight for maybe that range, 40 to 44 minutes tonight. This is a graph showing when he played 30 plus minutes. He cleared, he scored 15 plus points in 85% of the games. So he is clearing this at a very, 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 very high clip. And today, 
it, it's just the game where he must score in order to for he to have any chance of winning this game. And I'll just explain why. In oh, I also say last two games against the Bulls, similar rosters, he scored 27 and 23 points, so way, way, well over this line. But we'll see. so you watched the game against the Raptors, and my personal view was that Patrick Williams, Caruso, and Beverly, with their unbelievable defense in second half, got the Bulls back into the game with obviously Lavin. Big being yeah. put, but the Patrick Williams, Caruso, and Beverly were playing some some high level defense. They were looking, yeah, yeah. I said so tonight we have these two three players, Patrick Williams, Caruso, and Beverly taking turns on Hero and Butler. So these three guys will be the entire game on these two players. Like two of these three are always on the court, and they will be guarding Butler or or Hero. And Hero obviously has some issues performing in very difficult matchups, and Caruso is pro- and Beverly are probably one of the worst in the league. Butler won't have that many problems with Patrick Williams and, and Caruso, but still, it's not easy for him to go inside. So, so difficult matchups for Butler, difficult matchup for Hero, and Vucevic is one of the worst defensive players in the league. So Adebayo should have a pretty easy game against Vucevic. He can, if, if, if he gets one-on-one against Vucevic, he is easily going to the rim. He is easily going to the free throw line. If Bam Adebayo, if Vucevic drops and leave him space to shoot, Bam Adebayo can shoot. If we have transition, Vucevic is slow, Bam Adebayo is getting to the rim. Like, if if they somehow kids start shooting great, Vucevic will show at the level of the screen. Then Adebayo will have wide open lanes against very smaller players, so probably getting a lot of the free throw line. So everything in this game screams Bam Adebayo. I'm not a fan of his offensive game and some passiveness, but he used everything of it of that in the last game. And I, I usually don't see two games in a row from him. He's usually like three unbelievable games. Then one game he's very passive, that does nothing. Then like seems like Spo has some conversation with him. And then next game he's also again back to being aggressive. That's the way with Bam at the bio this season. And this line is 15 points. He'll play 40 minutes. He should be able to clear this easily. Yeah. And that's the part of Bam. All matchups, everything goes into this, into his way. This in clear rate and his scoring and everything. The other side of this bet is obviously Bulls plus ten and a half. Almost the same thing against the Raptors. We are going with the Bulls. Don't do not lose by double digits. Yeah, I think small spread. I, think, I mean, two hundred nine spread. Uh, sorry, small total. Two hundred nine total, and you're asking Miami to win by eleven here. It's so you should see like Miami winning 105 to 94 or something like that. And I don't see it happening. Zach Levine can have an amazing game and there is no one to stop him. They won't do as as well as the Raptors against DeMar DeRozan. And they will do great against Vucic probably because of the BAM, but that's probably it so 
If I'm looking at Lavin and and De Rosa plus Vucevic going against Hero Butler and and uh, Bema De Bayo with Butler and Hero being guarded by unbelievable defender defensive players, great defensive players, and on the other side not so much. I'm leaning Bulls, and then I see five and a half spread, and that's not something I I would do it here. I think there is value in just trade betting it, but going with this combination, I think it's it's way better, especially with so tight game and so small total. I I really think that chances of of Miami Heat winning by eleven or more points are very slim. And chances for Bam at the bio not scoring 15 points, and then and Miami Heat winning by 11 points is almost non non-existent for me. So yeah, I I yeah. think Bam at the bio will have a great game, and they've still still won't cover this one. Yeah, it'd have to be like uh, 111 to 100 for for Miami uh, around there. So. Not expecting that. Uh, <laughs> I thought this comment's funny. HGC said, my heart sank when you said Vooch's a terrible defender. Uh, I couldn't hide visibly my anger hearing that because I just watched the Raptors not abuse that in the fourth quarter when we all know he's a bad defender. And we talked about it. Um, I, I don't know if we talked about it yesterday. or I, Maybe we talked about it. We talked about it privately, me and Pips. Yeah. And uh, we said that in the fourth quarter, they stopped doing it, even though it worked the entire game. So that's why uh, I, I was visibly upset when he said that. But high, uh, high pick and roll against Vucevic is empty side corner with good shooter is probably the best thing you can run the entire game. And yeah. they did. And, and they, they did. And it worked. And then they stopped yeah. and the points dried up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they, something uh, I'll say a couple of times. Bulls did not play uh, standard pick and roll. They switched uh, Vucevic on on yeah. They, they they switched Vucevic on Fred Van Fleet, and I was okay with Fred Van Fleet isolations against Vucevic. I think that he scored very high clip against Vucevic, but that's that's a rare thing. And I didn't understand uh, Barnes isolation against Demar Derozan. Demar Rosen is poor on defense, but he clipped, I think, three times Barnes into those tries. When you get clipped by by Demar Rosen, you should just stop doing it because that's not the thing you should ever be doing. Barnes, yeah. I, I'm just, I was confused there. And uh, even 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 running uh, isolations with Siakam on on Patrick Williams. Why should why do you run isolation against good defensive player? Like that's that you needed to play pick and roll to get switched on worse defender. They didn't do it. So yeah, very very poor execution. We talk about hey, we're, we're talking about Nick Nurse a lot. You're uh, complaining about him. You might be watching a lot more Nick Nurse next season if he's the Rockets head coach. So. Yeah, I'm not so. looking forward to it, <laughs> especially with so many good coaches uh, being on the list. As we have Edkinson, we have Emil Doka, we have a lot of good coaches. So Nick Nurse being favorite is not something I'm looking forward to. I think he's an amazing defensive coach, one of the best in the league. But 
he probably will need a great assistant coach or anything for the offensive part. And yeah, I, I don't want to see it, honestly. <laughs> All right, enough about the Raptors. I, I can only stomach so much. And yes, at, at least they have lottery odds and lottery chances instead of losing to the Bucks in four or five in the first round. And also if OKC and Chicago wins today, Raptors actually have the 11th best lottery odds. Because, uh, obviously those guys will be in the playoffs. But let's go to the second game now. Uh, Peck was already given out, but let's go through the explanation here. Uh, there's a question also from the chat from Jaker 17 Bossman asking about some Gobert unders because of his his potential injury woes. But Pips, you have him here on an over for your place. So maybe just kind of touch on any concerns or I guess lack thereof for Gobert's injury because the play uh, on our second SGP here is Gobert 12 plus rebounds and Shea Gills Alexander mm-hmm. over 27.5 points, which is minus 120. Vandal, take it away. So I think if he's playing, he's ready to play, especially after something that happened last when he was, uh, yeah. You know, punching, has, punching his yeah. teammate during a game. <laughs> yeah, and he had, I would say, a lot of time to, 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 to get it sorted out. Yeah. So I think he's good to go if he starts. If he doesn't start, then Shea should win this easily. I mean, I like it both ways, even if Shea, even if Gobert is playing or not. But yeah, I don't think their rim protection without Gobert is anywhere good. But I like their defensive scheme. If if Gobert is out there, I think Shea should just. The entire season we were betting uh, mid-range shooters and drivers over the, against the Wolves. Even though McDaniels was there and he was amazing at point of attack defense, this everyone was still killing them in the pick and roll. And Shea is no different. I think Shea should do great tonight. He's killing this line over the since the All-Star break. He's just scoring 30 points, 30 plus points almost in every game. And and the other part is Gobert rebounding. Thunders, as we saw in the last game, Jonas Valanciunas had uh, 18 rebounds in, in, in 30 minutes. Yeah, he, he thrashed the PRA that we were thinking about, but didn't take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone asked, and I was like, okay, that, that looks great. But that's the, that's the thing. That's why I didn't bet it, because you never know. what They focus so much on Brandon Ingram that Jonas had so many good looks. Yeah. And... Yeah, uh, Bear played against the Thunders, obviously, three times this season. First game, 34 minutes, 16 rebounds. Second game, only 24 minutes, still 15 rebounds. Then he had a game where he got injured in the first quarter, had four rebounds in nine minutes, so he was on pace for uh, another 15-rebound game against the Thunder. On the overall season, uh, Thunders allow uh, third most rebounds to opposing bigs, and Gobert really thrived against the teams that allow top top ten uh, in that are, that are ranked top ten in rebounds allowed to centers, and that, you can just look at the numbers and he's like all almost always under against good rebounding team and almost easily over against poor rebounding team if you look at the season and. You can get uh, poor as poor as of the Thunders, like they are the worst, almost. Yeah, 
Especially yeah, if uh, Jay Will closes this one. I know he got eight rebounds last game, but yeah. small. So even if you take a look at the, some other teams uh, for against the he have he did against the other teams that were that ranked so high. So the last two against the Nets, he had 13 and 12 rebounds. They ranked almost the same as as the as the Thunder. 13 rebounds uh, against the Memphis after the Adams injury. So they are ranked also very high. And if you take a look at, at the games against the, the Pacers, he had same same rebound allowed. He had 21 and 16 rebounds. So yeah, he, he really thrives. He, so the game against the Lakers, he had 21 rebounds. Uh, yeah, so every every matchup with a team with poor rebounding, he had almost like average 14, 15 rebounds. So I just think he should be great here for, for the rebounds. I don't think they can play him off the floor because they don't have good shooters. If if, if he if he have Jalen Williams in the corner and you go for him for his shooting. You are okay with him making one to two threes and have Gobert free roaming inside. Yeah, that's 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 easy trade. Like I will always play Gobert like thirty-five minutes easily in, in that matchup. Even though Jalen Williams can can shoot, but yeah, not enough high clip for for them to to cause any troubles for for the Wolves. Uh, good point here. I mean, for Gobert, you've got a mid-range shooting team at OKC. There's gonna be rebounds there. And interestingly, uh, this will kind of segue into, I, I'm going to ask like, who you think will win this game. Um, the Timberwolves against the Lakers, if anybody watched the game, I think you said you fell asleep. But uh, the, the fourth quarter in overtime was some of the worst basketball I've ever seen in my life. And I was listening to a podcast, and I found out that in the last like eight minutes of the game, the Timberwolves did not attempt a single field goal inside of 22 feet, other than putbacks. So their actual plays, drawing up shots from Chris Finch, this like offensive-minded coach, all they did was shoot mid-range and threes, which is just crazy. And the only, and it was only one. Sorry, that broke that. It was the dunk from Anthony Edwards on the fast break in overtime. So a yeah. uh, lot of a lot of rebounding potential here for Rudy Gobert. But uh, we had your prediction for the Bulls. You think you you kind of like the Bulls in this matchup with the Heat. How about this one, Thunder at the Wolves? Who do you think is going to advance to the playoffs from this? That that's I just want to say, like uh, the game against the Wolves, uh, Anthony Davis had 15 rebounds, so they need Gobert to rebound there. Oh, like, his presence was was definitely missed inside. Yeah, uh, and and Cat yeah. was just doing cardio and in the fourth quarter, man. Now this matchup, Thunder and Wolves. No, no wolves. I mean thunder. Yeah, and wolves. Thunder wolves. <sighs> Difficult. I don't know. Like this is like uh, as well as as if it gets. Like there's like so many things that could go wrong for either side. They, I think they had. So they played one. I, I know for one game that this season that Shea was out. But first two games, first game of the season, they won by seven Wolves. Then second game, which Shea was out in, uh, they lost by seven, but that's the game where Gobert got injured. 
in the third game, Gobert was fourth game. Gobert was out, so we 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 didn't we had only one game with the full matchup with everyone being healthy. So we we actually don't know how they match up against one and against another. Gobert, they are like heavy drive team, and Gobert inside is big big deal, kind of big deal. So yeah, I I I don't know like. They will do the against Edwards is the toughest matchup he can go against because he can match up his size, his speed, everything. He is like a bull, and both of the both of them are like are like a bull, and yeah, difficult matchup for for, for entering Edwards. Then they will double team towns on almost every possession. He's also questionable with some like high high regard questionable so he could be out which is it will be crazy and yeah that's the thing like who if Edward is in tough matchup in Towns is in a tough matchup who is going to score for the Wolves so you have some so, so Kyle Anderson and, and Prince and, and Mike Conley should be the guys to win the game for the Wolves, and you never know with, with those two players, with three players, you they they're not all time great scorers, so we don't know what can we see from them. Uh, but I know that Edwards and Towns will be probably pushed out of this game as, as much as possible, so they'll make these guy, other guys beat them. And on the other side, it's Shea and Gide. Heavy driving against the Gobert, and so we can we can have Shea shooting fifteen on twenty five, or we can have Shea shooting nine of twenty five. It's 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 it's, but he'll have high usage. Uh, so it will be down to the other role players' contribution, and if he have like Isaiah Joe making three to four threes to turn up and change the course of the game, or on the or on the other side, Prince scoring three to four threes. Like it will be very tight, and it's hard to predict because it's always hard to predict how will bench players do and sixth or seventh players on the roster do. So I think this game, like I don't think if anyone can predict how this end game will end, I think the. <laughs> They're talking nonsense because <laughs> you know you just there's no data and there is no matchups that you can for sure say okay this will work or this won't work. I know yeah. talent is on the side of the wolves, but Edwards and Towns will have difficult matchups. They will go do anything to stop them, and then it's it's kind of even. I don't know. Yeah, well, the spread for this one is also uh, widely at five and a half. There's actually a four and a half lurking potentially at power play if you've accessed that one. I'm not sure if that one is still if, up, however, but uh, Wolves, five and a half. If Sorry? Wolves play, if Wolves play second half the way they were playing against the Lakers, they will they will lose this. Yeah, I I, I think that's I think that's a bit high personally, five and a half for this yeah. one. But uh, that's looking like what it's going to to settle at here. Um, like you said, the Wolves are the more talented team. Cat uh, oftentimes in playoff games, like that Lakers late game, he wasn't doing much. Although I kind of agree with HDC here when he says that once the, if OKC goes small and Rudy is freeing up Cat as a score, that makes a bit of a difference. Uh, partially agree with that. I think foul trouble as well is a big deal for Cat because there's a lot of uh, tricky players inside and he has been 
dealing with foul trouble a lot in these postseason yeah. games when his minutes are high up, and that was the case as well uh, against the Lakers. So, uh, also Anthony Edwards against the Lakers, I think he had seven points. He was like one of twelve, something like that, from three. I don't know if it was injury related. He had the the tape on his shoulder, but like you just don't know what you're gonna get out of the Timberwolves here, and that's the the biggest concern. And I'll say, Mark is a great coach, and he showed that against the Pelicans. Yeah, he showed yeah. that against the entire season, and in two or die games, I think he has the edge here. So Wolves are more talented team, but I think Thunder's have better coach, and he'll do better, yeah. better at adjusting. And we have one more question. Showtime is asking. You've spoken uh, negatively about Giddy in the past. I don't, I don't know if you've ever said you hate Giddy. But Showtime asks, can Pitts explain why he always says he hates Giddy? What do you, what do you not like about Josh Giddy? By the way, Giddy was sensational against the Pelicans. I, I don't hate Giddy. I, I just have had some... He did... I'll say he did... Yeah, he's very inefficient. I don't like inefficient players. That That's right. simple as it... He's one of the most inefficient players in the entire league. So I, I don't like inefficient players, and he obviously can't shoot. And But, yeah, he did have an unbelievable he game. He is a very That's, smart player, uh, yeah. but the efficiency has spilled over from his NBL days because he was extremely inefficient going into the draft. But, um, yeah, I'll I mean, say. Good player. Can, can shoot very inefficient and can def, can defend. So that's that's not a player I like. So, I, I, I think it's yeah. a I think it's a fair assessment of yeah. uh, Josh. He's Kane. obviously very young and will improve. And I don't say I, I won't like him in the future. But as right, as that right now, I, I'm not a huge fan. But also, it's the kind of Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder kind of thing when people start talking about Gide being better than Jalen Green, that's 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 where I drop the line. All right, one last thing I want to say here. Uh, HDC predicts a uh, heat win because DeMar DeRozan's daughter can't scream during free throws. So I, I, I'll give a little funny story from my perspective on that situation. Obviously, that made me mad watching the Raptors shoot 18 of 36 from the line. And I just knew that all of Twitter was going to be talking about DeRozan's daughter. And I couldn't stand it because, like, how did a, a group of grown men not hit free throws because of a distraction like that? Whether it was a factor or not, shooting like that, she's going to get credit. So I, I just shut down Twitter for the night, for the morning. And then in the morning, my boss, who tells me, like, what shorts he wants to see on the channel because of, like, some trending topics, he said, you should do a YouTube short about DeMar DeRozan today. So I had to eat up all my pride and talk about DeRozan's daughter myself on this channel. And uh, that was, I, I can't tell you how mad I am about this game. All right, enough on the Raptors here. Let's go to the uh, the recap of the picks that we have for you guys today that we are blocked in and we have ready to go in the two play-in games. First of all, we have in the Bulls Heat game, uh, no DeRozan daughter apparently in the building. Adebayo, 15-plus points, and the Bulls' alt spread of 10.5, plus 10.5, that is, for minus 120 odds at DraftKings. And the second play, we have the Thunder at the Wolves, and we're taking Gobert, 12-plus rebounds, 
Uh, not concerned about the back spasm issues. If he's here, he's healthy. That's the expectation. And we're going to go Shea Gilgis-Alexander over 27 and a half points for minus 120 odds at FanDuel for that one. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Playoffs start tomorrow. We're going to be back on Monday on the Pick and Roll live stream for more episodes like this to give you guys the free picks for the day slate. But also, make sure you're subscribed to the channel because we're also dropping a Western Conference playoff preview tonight. And I'll be coming out a little bit later on tonight. We're recording at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I'll have that out for you guys as soon as possible after the fact. So make sure you have subscriptions, notifications on. Follow us on podcast platform. Like if you enjoyed, rate and review five stars. And uh, as always, we hope to catch these ones. And we hope to see you next time for more Pick and Roll. Thank you again, everybody. (laughs) 